Hey Zwifters, I'm Simon Schofield and this is the Zwiftcast. Coming up on this episode. A world first in cycling as pro team Lotto Sedal stage their team presentation on Zwift. Meet the winner of the Zwift Women's Academy. She's awesome. Swift blog reinvents itself. We talk to Mr. Swift insider Eric Slangy. And Swift as clickbait, fake news, comes to virtual cycling. Uh, for the last time this year, I'm pleased to be joined by the customer coup, Nathan Gary. Yo, dude. Hey, Simon. How's it going? Pretty good with me, thank you. Just back from Belgium. More of that in a moment or two. And uh, Shane, good day, mate. We're in the Christmas Christmas spirit here. At the time of recording, it looks as though we're not going to get our pre-Christmas present from Swift. It looks like the London extension is not going to happen. It may happen shortly after Christmas. Uh, but one one new thing to report, which I think is, is worthy of just a quick chat here, which is that we now have Nathan, which is a, a quite pleasing, actually, a service status page. Oh, I love that, actually. Even though you see everyone disappear and you have a feeling that it might be a server issue going on at the time, just going there and getting that confirmation kind of gives you like, oh, okay. Mm. I yeah. Just having that information changes your entire approach to um, the next 15, 20, half hour or whatever it might be uh, yeah. while you wait for that to go up. And then you don't have to keep on logging in. You just go back to refresh the server page. Oh, okay. Mm. Refresh the server page. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know where things are at. So it's a great feature. Let's crack on with today's podcast and let's head right at the top of the show for Belgium, where I went to join uh, the Lotto Sedal team who uh, did something quite special. A museum in homage to the legendary Tour of Flanders in the Belgian town of Erdenard brought together the traditional and the novel. The team presentation is a traditional ritual for Lotto Sedal and all other pro teams. It usually involves riders posing for photos in the new team kit and generally standing around looking a bit awkward. Lotto's breakaway specialist, Thomas de Ghent, tried his best to summon up enthusiasm for the usual team presentation. Do you like team presentations? It's, uh, it's necessary to do them. But this year for Lotto Sedal, something completely different. Billed as the world's first digital team presentation, the whole event was captured and streamed live to a global audience. The expert guest pundits attempting to predict the year ahead, not so unconventional. The riders' table tennis tournament and some weird dancing in the saddle competition, a bit more so. It was novel, imaginative, and quite a large step forward in digital engagement for a pro team. Naturally enough, Zwift was involved. I think it's great that, that we were asked to be a, a part of this. Um, when the Lotto Sedal team uh, first approached us ab about uh, working with them for this team presentation, uh, it was a very novel idea. Uh, they wanted to have the first, like you said, digital team presentation. And, and what better way to bring in the new modern era than, than to use Zwift. Lotto ladies rider Puck Moonen, who has more Instagram followers than Tom Dumoulin, Bauke Mollema and Robert Hessink combined, unsurprisingly, agrees with the modern approach. Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. I think that's uh, pretty much like a revolution that has begun like a few years ago and the, the generation of now, and especially like uh, in sports. Um, well, social media is, is really big now. Thomas de Ghent likes the increased accessibility for fans that the digital platform provides. A lot of people can get to the team presentation and this is a way to uh, get them more involved, to make it able for them to be there with the, in the team presentation. So uh, I think it's, it's uh, the future in uh, cycling to, uh, to get it more digital and uh, involve people more. On a, on a digital way. Ace sprinter Andre Greipel adds to the general chorus of approval. Uh, it, it, does this excite you, this cycling transforming itself for a, for a different age of media and a different way of talking to the fans? 
I think it gets uh, more and more attractive. Uh, I mean, uh, what is better to follow up a team presentation uh, with a glass of wine at home or, or with a beer or whatever. It's just uh, pretty attra attractive and uh, yeah, it's, it's nice that the in the way the cycling world is changing, uh, it's uh, it's nice to experience, of course. Zwift's Charlie Eisendorf expects to see this sort of thing happening more frequently. I think this is something that that could be the beginning of, of teams using Zwift for, for presentations in the future. Is this a signal that, that Zwift is going to be working much more closely with many more proteins? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, as long as it's organic, uh, we don't want it to look like you know we, we we're, we're contracting with these teams and, and we're saying that you know we want to be a part of this. Um, people realize that Drift is cool. It's fun. It's social. Uh, so if teams want to work with us, sure, we're, we're <laughs> the door is open. With good access to riders who were all in a pretty relaxed mood, I got a chance to talk to some of them about prospects for the upcoming season. Andre Greipel disappointed himself and many of his fans last year with performances that were below what we've come to expect from him. I asked him if he knew the reason why. I think uh, for sure the, the, there are a lot of uh, other fast sprinters out there and um, yeah, I was a lot of times second, third, etc. When you get beaten, you get beaten for a reason and uh, that's why the fastest rider wins the race. So uh, uh, I think this is the, the main reason that, uh, yeah, of course, uh, there were riders faster than me. But sometimes I was just hesitating a bit too much, um, yeah, but uh, hopefully it will turn out better for 18. Thomas de Gent was an incredibly exciting rider to watch in 2017 with his breakaway exploits. Looks like we're heading for more of the same in the upcoming season. I like to ride aggressive and uh, it just, for me, it's the only way to win races. Uh, if I stay in the bunch, I wait for the sprint, I'm too slow. And if I wait uh, until uh, we start to climb, then always somebody is faster. So for me, it's the only way to, to win a race. And I just hope to inspire young riders to also ride aggressive. And uh, like it is now in cycling, most of the time it's just waiting, waiting, waiting until the right moment. While while I just like to go, I say, I go now, even if it's uh, 200 kilometers before the finish. And usually I don't succeed, but the times you do succeed, then it's, uh, it's really a nice victory. I just hope that the young riders will do the same. Shane, the ever onward march of virtual cycling, um, first time we've ever seen Zwift included in a team presentation, which tend, I mean, they tend to be the most traditional affairs. Uh, this was a real big move forward and, and further underlining, I think, the, the credibility now of virtual cycling. It's, it, it, it's something that's being included. So now we've seen, what is it, Die Data, who's been on Zwift. We've seen, well, Lotto Sudal have been on Zwift. Canyon SRAM women's team are on Zwift. We've seen the Oric Green Edge guys on Zwift. Well, we saw, um, who was it, Michael Matthews on Zwift on a rest day last year at the tour and then wins the stage the next day. So all the pros are there, whether they're on it officially through official links and affiliations or anything like that, or whether they're there themselves just training. It's, uh, yeah, it's just, an, they're all there. It's great to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think there's something different about actually being involved in the team presentation. I mean, this is something that's seen by sponsors. It's seen by the most loyal diehard fans. And, and there's something about moving virtual cycling forward to see it included in, you know, within a team presentation, I feel. It's something that people can get involved with as well. I know Lotto Sudal had a, a group ride that everyone can get involved with rather than just be a, a sort of a passive bystander and seeing what's going on. And so watch a few PR shots and a bit of a press release. Mm. You can get on your bike and ride next to them virtually. That's very cool. And with a sport that relies heavily on inclusion of the fans and, well, actually without fans, the sport doesn't exist. So to get the fans involved, it's brilliant. I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. let, let, let's talk about this pacing thing on group rides. I mean, there's two skills of thought, really, uh, and that, that, that is getting dropped by a pro is not only a humbling experience, but actually a kind of experience that you would expect because these are pro riders and, 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 and actually riding together with them in the same group. It, or, or what it does is just show you how kind of ridiculously superhuman and different from everybody else these people are. That's one school of thought. 
The other school of thought is that these rides are perhaps maybe one might say not sufficiently well controlled by uh, Zwift and actually the pros should just slow down actually and they should do two watts a kilo no matter how boring that may be for them. What, what, what do you think? It's a very difficult one because the pros, they may not be good ride leaders. It takes mm. a good... Um, a good upskill to be able to become a good ride leader and hold yeah. that pace, maybe go over the pace, up the hills, down the pace. Pros just want to ride, like or people who aren't familiar with the platform, I guess, just want to ride, ride hard. That's what it's all about. That's what an indoor trainer is. Jump on, go hard, jump off. Mm. There's a whole different game to play when you need to ride with a group. So there maybe need to be maybe a... I guess an assigned ride leader, maybe a non-pro ride leader where they just have to stick with them or something like that. It's a hard one to control. Um, mm. I guess it's trying to like um, putting a heap of greyhounds and having a rabbit go past. You know, they all want to run. <laughs> they want to go and chase that yeah. rabbit. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a hard one to solve. Yeah. Nathan, let the pros do what pros do and, and just wonder in awe at, uh, like I say, their kind of uh, immense difference or, 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 or tie a leash to them and make sure they ride at the pace of normal people. Which, which, which would you prefer to see? I've always, so this is a pet peeve of mine. I've always been the opposite of what I see most cyclists saying about group rides. If people want to ride at a certain pace, let them do what they want to do. Why is everyone trying to control everybody? Stop trying to control me. You know, and there's kind of this like, this is here to serve me and these pros are here to serve me right now. That's kind of weird to me. Like, why do you think that they should serve you right now? So, um, so, uh, let them do what they want to do. Um, is uh, is what I, I lean towards. Well, it was interesting being there in the flesh and watching watching the group ride. I have to say, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's such an obvious thing to say, but it just does make you realise how very, very, very different these people are from you and me. The new winner of the uh, Zwift Academy Women's Programme was announced uh, just a few days ago and I got the chance to catch up with her and uh, here she is. The very first thing to say is huge, massive congratulations. Well done. Thank you very much. Was it a surprise? Did you think you might be in with a chance? I mean, it's like two two different directions that the whole Zwift Academy can go for you. Either it's finished after three months or it's just starting and you're going to have a whole new life. You've got the whole new life option. So how are you feeling about that? Uh, Right now, great. Everything's changing. Everything's new, but everything seems to to be um, a crazy, cool, um, super opportunity and a once in a lifetime opportunity. So I'm really looking forward to that. And um, yeah, I really hoped to to go pro one day but I felt like there's never going to be a chance to do that. Um, and now suddenly there is. And um, I do not have like a, a huge risk because I'm, I finished my studies and I feel quite comfortable right now uh, about the new situation. Yeah. Well, listen, let's just find out a little bit about you as a person because you said you just finished your studies. I understand that you've, you've, you've graduated basically from being a nurse to, to being a doctor. Is, is, that, is that the simple the simple truth or is it a bit more complicated than that? No, I think that's kind of the simple truth. It's just like, um, yeah, you, you do a three-year uh, studies uh, to being a nurse. And um, after I finished, I could rather start working as a nurse or I could just um, study again. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I did. And um, did that for six years and uh, finished four weeks ago. And, and now I'm a, I can work as a doctor. Well, pro cyclist and fully qualified doctor, that's that's not bad. That's not bad. No, it's quite good. <laughs> you, have, you have some options. Uh, it's always, yeah. always, always good to have some options. So let's talk a little bit about your cycling. I mean, it looks to me that you're you're a, a an ex-triathlete um but you seem to be very strong on the track and in in um in crit races is 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 that right yes i used to be a triathlete for 15 years nearly i started 2000 when i was 11 years old and um used to do it for a long time and really loved it but i had some um running issues um with my leg and uh, switched to cycling then in yeah this year 2017 and the fixed gear scene seemed to me like um yeah easygoing people having fun at races 
So I, I decided to, yeah, give fixed gear crit racing a go in 2017 and did that for the whole season. Raced the retro crits, um, raced some track races. After the year of retro racing, I can say that I love traveling. I love to get to know new people. Um, I love yeah everything about getting to know new countries around your sport and um, this is what I'm looking forward to to next year. Well, as a pro cyclist, there's, there there will definitely be be lots of that. How do you see you fit, see yourself fitting into the team, Tanya? What 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 strengths do you think you can you can bring? Uh, Ronnie, like our sports director, told me that I fit in a gap. I'm not quite sure what gap this is, but we will find <laughs> out. Um, after we did some after we did some lead out tactical challenge on the last day, uh, the girls from the team told me that maybe I'm the new sprinter. So maybe I'm the new sprinter, but yeah, well, I, but I don't know right now. How, how difficult do you think it will be fitting in with the team? I think not that difficult because mm. like we are kind of the same age, we have the same interests um, and the girls are really great. Um, so I don't see such a big problem there. I just want to, to prove next year that I'm um, yeah, from a performance, um, yeah, that I, I, there's a reason why I'm there. I saw you on a very snowy ride um, in a video for the, um, <laughs> during the training camp. Uh, wh- wh- how, how tricky was, was the training camp, um, because, given the pressure of being one of the finalists as well? I mean, did you feel, did you feel the pressure during those days? When I heard that we we're going to go on a mountain bike uh, camp, I was very afraid because I, <laughs> I barely mountain bike. I never had one myself. Yeah, um, yeah. When I visit my parents, I can use my mom's, but that's it. So that's my mountain biking experience. And suddenly you know that you're going to mountain bike with a, a former world champion like Pauline. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was quite intimidating is the word, I guess. And what what yeah. would be your your ambition for next year, Tanya? What What do you think you could possibly achieve? Everybody loves winning, but I'm not about winning. I just want to have fun in the races. And I have fun when I'm pushing hard and when I can just like ride off the front and and show or like see how I handle the pace. And I think that will or could work quite good for, yeah, just like um, working for my team members. Yeah. Well, many, many congratulations again. It's, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough road, the Zwift Academy. Um, and uh, to get through th- uh, as the winner is, is a fantastic achievement. Thank you. Well, I was very impressed, um, and I think I think uh, credit where it's due to to Swift. Tanya looks more equipped, I think, to to join the Pro Peloton immediately than than Leia was, and and not to do down Leia, but um, Tanya has a, a lot more race experience, and I think I think Shane, that's going to serve her very well, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. I guess the selectors there have been on this, I was going to say merry-go-round, but I guess race circuit once before last year. So they know what to look for, what attributes of a rider they want for the team. Um, yeah, great choice. Uh, Nathan, fixed gear, crit racing. I'm wagering that Tanya knows where her elbows are and how to use them. Yeah, fixed gear, crit racing definitely has a uh, very close quarter has a reputation of being intense as well as a little bit rough at times so uh she's definitely has had uh you know her elbows out here and there and elbows putting you know being pushed at her into some tight corners and lots of winding also starting fixed gear bites so she looks like a super confident rider uh and i'm really excited to see how she uh how she ends up racing it's going to be uh, very interesting to follow her progress over the next season. Okay, well, I am now going to spend a little time discussing complete and utter nonsense, but bear with me because there is a bit of method in the madness. Um, so for people who might not have seen this, a business website ran an interview with the CEO of Strava and they talked about potential takeover targets. Um, apparently, Strava is sitting on a big pile of cash and can't wait to buy companies that they think uh, will be a good match for them. I'm not certain that that's true, but how could I possibly know? Anyway, the interviewer asked the CEO whether Zwift might be a target, but 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 this was the this was the strength of his source, and I quote his words directly. One keen cyclist I know 
said he'd be interested to know whether Strava has any plans to acquire Zwift. So, in other words, his mate said, oh, yeah, I'm sure Strava's going to take over Zwift. Uh, and that, that, that was the absolute, you know, that was how strong his sources were. Um, and that, of course, the Strava CEO answered. I'm sure he was being very polite. And he said lots of lovely, nice things about Zwift, as you would do if you're in that space and you're talking about arrival. You're bound to be bound to be nice about them. You're not going to be nasty. Anyway, suddenly um, social media takes over and Strava acquiring Zwift becomes like a thing. And... <laughs> I, I just despaired actually, and, and and I hesitate to use this 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 phrase because it's it's kind of it's more used in a serious context. But but this looked like fake news. I mean, you can see how this sort of thing happens. Uh, anyway, the the point being about this is that Zwift now is has become real clickbait fodder. I mean, I was talking to Ray Maker about this, and and he said actually in summer, and he said that people run Zwift stories because they know it will attract clicks to their website. So Zwift as clickbait, Shane. And uh, I mean, I know you shared this story, so you know, you you have a role to play in how this how this develops. Oh, but, but you know, Zwift as, I, as, I cl as clickbait, discuss. Yeah, look, uh, it's an interesting one. Business Insider, I'm not sure how big Business Insider are, but look, you've just said the word Strava about five or six times in the last five minutes. Hmm. There's some good advertising. There was a Zwift uh, video front and center and at the right time of year too for Zwift. It's good advertising that they probably don't even have to pay for. It puts, sorry, it puts Strava in a good position. It makes them look nice and fat and healthy with cash, looking to take things over. Um, it's the clickbait thing. So everyone's talking about Zwift at the moment. If you look on trends.google.com, type in Zwift. This is the time of year to be talking about Zwift. Um, it's great free advertising. I'm going to rumor that DC Ramek is going to buy me. Um, I'm going to have to call myself DC Shane Maker, <laughs> and I'm going to have to ride Ergos all day. Um, that's going to be great for business. It's only a rumor. Did you say, but let's, did you say uh, let's see if we can get Shane is going to be called DC Shame Maker? You said Shame Maker? <laughs> shame. shame. No. Lama doesn't rhyme. <laughs> But well, look, I, it's yeah, it's, it's perfect timing of clickbait. So, but look, I, I'd like to see that happen. We need progress. We can't um, sort of keep ourselves in in little boxes of this company owns this and this company owns this. I mean, look what Microsoft did with Nokia. Oh, hang on, it might be a good thing if the company takes over. So look, there there are positive takeovers of other companies. So yeah, let's let's see what happens. But we're all talking about it for now. It's a positive I know, story, but, but, I think. But, this is, but the thing is, Shane, this is what drives me insane because we are now talking about this as though it could, you know, possibly happen, as though, you know, they're on the verge of, of, of well, talks to, 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 to do this. But I, it's not... I, I mean, don't we care about truth? I mean, it's really easy just to say, I'm going to retweet that. It's great for me. It's great for... Zwift, who I love. It's great for Strava, who I love. But, I mean, okay, so it's not true. Well, who cares about that? That's just a minor detail. I well, mean, you know, is there not I, a little bit of responsibility the, here? I think the truth would be even more bizarre. I'd love, I bet you there's conversations happening at Eurobike behind the scenes. I bet you there's some really very, uh, much more interesting conversations and almost takeovers really taking place. This wouldn't even be the tip of the iceberg of what we see. So if we want to talk truth, I'd love to know really what's going on behind mm. the scenes. Mm. But we'll never get to see that. That's just business. That's what happens all the time. Um, but I think it's a bit of fun. Look, well, I like Strava. I like Swift. I'd love to see them get together and make a, what would they call it though? No, I could. I can't even come up with a word. <laughs> uh, I've seen a few words to tell it about, but we won't repeat those. Nathan, am I getting too po-faced about this? You know, <laughs> uh, uh, am I just being like over serious about what is basically a bit of social media fluff and nonsense? Ooh, I. Uh... Well, you're a good journalist, so <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> well, I, can, I, do, um, I have to so, say, I do, care, I do care about whether something is is, is is truthful or likely to be, you know, have some relationship with accuracy before I retweet it, <laughs> you know, uh, but that's oh me. I, you know, I must be very old-fashioned. 
I'm 100% with you, actually, um, on that front. On, on this conjecture, I mean, it, it was definitely, like, not even left field, like, foul ball. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, nice try, swing, and, uh, huh? And I think Swift was even kind of, like, scratching their heads yeah. a little bit at yeah. this one. Like, what? And so, um, but... You know, um, it definitely was fun to watch a little bit. Uh, so, but I'm with you about the. We're we're getting on a different topic though of the current status of truth, and so like yeah, we yeah. can talk about that and how messed up it is right now and how yeah. we need to do something very different. But um, but it definitely was. Uh, that one was fun to watch. There's other situations like this that are not very fun yeah. to watch. So yeah. stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, well, I have to say that, that that tends to be my view on these things. But like I say, you know, I might be being very old fashioned and way too serious about this. And after all, it's just a bit, it's just a bit of fun. But I don't know. Anyway, um, the one thing that was interesting about it was Eric Min himself, the CEO of Zwift, did come on and in his usual very graceful way, uh, did indicate that um, this was 100% uh, nonsense. He didn't say anything like that because Eric is way, way, way more polite than that. I think he just said, what did he say? I think a fine example of journalism. I think he said, or, or words to that effect. Um, anyway, Shane, this 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 is this raises something else, uh, and I think you and I are in a bit of a disagreement about a couple of things this episode. But this this raises something else that I think I, I, I think you and I have kind of polar opposite views on, and this is this is Eric's um, habit of uh, going into the forums and in particular going into the forums to fix individual subscribers technical problems i mean there's loads of examples of this there were another couple this week where eric will go in and he'll get into a dialogue with somebody who's having a dropout and try to find out why it is now this is the ceo of a fairly substantial company offering a personal tech help desk service now i i've got views on this i think this is a brilliant move it probably takes eric who has a complete understanding of the products it probably takes eric about 10 or 15 seconds to do that the person who is on the other end of that response thinks it's fantastic the people who are in that thread think it's fantastic that has a wide distribution it has a a, a, a great effect i feel on the community I think it shows that Eric is a cyclist. It certainly shows that he cares about stuff and it certainly shows that he cares about subscribers. Now, how practical it is, is, is another matter. And I think this is where you and I disagree, isn't it, Shane? You think it's bonkers, don't you? <laughs> First up, it doesn't scale. It does not scale. For when we're all on Jarvis Island and there was probably nine of us online at any time, any one time, um, fine. Anybody can come in and I mean, the CEO can come in and help us out and, and interact. With nine, up to 9,000 people online now and that many subscribers, this does not scale. Um, and also mm. a lot of people don't know Eric is the CEO. Eric could just be somebody else in Zwift Riders. So those who know, look at it and say, oh, that's fantastic. He's in there and he's at, at, the, at the roots, at the you know, ground level, helping people out. Looks really good. But a lot of people who are asking questions about him having dropouts, they've got no idea who the CEO is. Um, so, it, so yeah, it comes back to scalability. But also, Eric has a team of people to do this. So uh, it's a bit of, is it, is it called cutting lunch or stepping on toes? Or is it too many cooks in the kitchen? If you've got people to do it, get your people to do it. And be that forum person. Um, Eric could pop in and say hi every now and then, but I want him to do CEO things. I want him to be continuing those talks with Strava. I want him to be continuing talks with other companies <laughs> and, and growing and, and getting all that venture capital inland uh, so we can have all these awesome experiences online, leave the cooking to the, to the chefs, but come in and say hi every now and then because it just doesn't scale and just hire more chefs. That's my take on it. Leave the cooking to the chefs. I think it's a neatly, neat, neat way of summing up the argument. Nathan, um, I mean, Shane and I do do profoundly disagree on this, so you're going to have to be referee on this one, dude. What what, what do you think? <laughs> what what do you think? I don't know. Coming in and putting some icing on the cake is kind of a good thing, I think, for someone once in a while. 
Um, I don't think Eric is devoting a ton of time to it. I mm. hope not. <laughs> um, but, um, you exactly, know, like, exactly. um, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm with, I'm with Shane on that, but I'd also agree that, um, there is something to be said about loving your product, loving the, uh, community. Uh, there's another game that I interact with a lot that I'm partnered with called Dauntless. Um, and their uh, CEO is very involved in a very direct way with a lot of the community. And it makes you feel like they're very passionate about that game and you believe in its future because of it, actually. Um, and so uh, being a game that's actually in beta. So they're in the place that Zwift was at three years ago mm-hmm. and watching how involved the CEO is right now. Obviously, it's at the nine on, on Jarvis situation right now well they have a lot more users than that like they have a ton they have more than they can handle but anyways the um they are uh i think keeping some of that is a good thing so i I do lean a little bit more with simon there i totally understand though where shane's coming from um now i think there might be a little bit there about like how involved are you going to get and this could get dangerous like careful thing coming from shane though too well, he, he he does he does. I mean, he usually confines it to three or four three or four comments, and uh, I've certainly not seen him get dragged into the kind of um, interesting conversations you can you can sometimes see on the forum. I, I think it's a fascinating subject. Really, uh, I'd be very interested to hear what other people uh, think. The Zwiftcast listeners group is a great place to have these discussions. Um, okay, well, we seem to be doing a lot of kind of media-y stuff uh, today, and uh, continuing with that theme, actually. Um, the Zwift blog uh, has relaunched uh, within the last few days as Zwift Insider and um, here is the man behind it to explain why it's had a name change. <laughs> Welcome to the Zwiftcaster, Eric Schlange. Yeah, yeah. Thank how, you, many mark, how many marks out of 10 for the pronunciation, Eric? I'll give you a nine. Uh, that'll do. That'll do. Um, better known <laughs> as uh, the main man behind SwiftBlog.com, which is by the time this goes out, something completely different. Tell us, Eric. Uh, well, we are going to be changing the name in the next couple of days after after this interview to Zwift Insider. I've been talking to Zwift for probably over a year now about kind of the confusion that's caused by having a site called Zwift Blog when mm. When Zwift Corporate also has a blog, so <laughs> obvious confusion there. I yeah. see it as a, a hub for the the Zwift community and everything that's that's going on there. So, so Zwift Insider, I like that name a lot more. Yeah, no, uh, it's a good it, it's a good name, and it has become a go to destination. So, I mean, clearly there was the potential for some confusion. Is there anything else behind it, Eric? Is there anything else we should know? I mean, we need to be upfront these days about how things are funded. I try to be about the podcast, so. Let me ask you the, the tough question. Are we going to continue to see Zwift Insider being independent, editorially independent, or have you, uh, are you now in hock to the man? I sold out to the man. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not, in, I'm not in hock to the man, but uh, similar to, to your situation with Zwiftcast, Simon, I, I am, Zwift is helping to support Zwift blog, which is now Zwift Insider. Uh, they are helping to, to fund some of the ongoing costs with that, which which are substantial. It's not a not a small project. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm, but but they they said the exact same thing. They said, look, we would love to support you. We want to make it clear that we don't want to influence content in any way, uh, just like what how Zwiftcast is. And I said, hey, I totally understand. That's that's a smart thing to do. You know, yeah. in their position, they they should be supporting the. The community projects as they are and uh, but also not influencing them tell us a little bit about the uh, about the health of the site eric i mean i don't know if you want to disclose traffic numbers but it's i mean it's a big destination now isn't it it is uh two things i would i would mention about the health one is one is traffic numbers are really good uh they're up and you know, somewhere between 50 and 100 and 100 percent from last year uh that looks like let me see off the top of my head i was looking at it a couple of days ago it's it's averaging about uh, between eight and ten thousand visitors a day on the site right now mm-hmm. uh, and if it's like last year that will peak in about mid-january probably up to about 15 20 000, something like that so mm-hmm. so that's great there's a lot of traffic a lot of page views on top of that 
the other thing I would say about the quality of the site is in October, I put out a call to get some team members. I, I needed more people to contribute to the site because I realized that uh, not only did I not have the time to put together as much content as I'd like to see on the site, but I also didn't have the expertise. You know, I'm not a not a cycling coach. I'm not an experienced you know, pro or former pro rider. I'm not a nutritionist. There's there's all those people in our community, and uh, I wanted to draw from their experience. So I put out a call for contributors asking people, hey, could you commit to one post a month or more as part of the Swift blog team? And I got a lot of contributors. I, I had more than I more than I thought I would get. I think we're in the, the low 30s now on the, the Swift blog team. So that's really cool because now we've gone from me creating 90% of the content and maybe having four or five posts a week to me creating 10% of the content and having about 15 posts, 12 to 15 posts is what we're shooting for per week on the site. Isn't it, don't you find it kind of slightly odd that that you and now the rest of the community are, are, are filling a void that sometimes people might perhaps expect to see on, on the Zwift website itself? Or, or is this the way of the world now that, you know, third-party media kind of springs up around these 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 sort of projects and you know if there's a vacuum it gets filled i think when i first started zwift blog there was a a much bigger void and that and that was i think zwift just concentrating on getting you know moving out of beta and yeah. getting the platform to work decently they didn't even have a blog on their site they had a the support you know some support articles and they have a forum but that was about it mm -hmm. uh at this point, they have a blog that's that's being updated pretty regularly. Yeah, I don't know what they're what they're shooting for, but it looks like an article every day or two, maybe every three days, they're posting something. But uh, I think there's a there's definitely room for for a community type of a blog as opposed to a corporate one. There's mm. there's content that works on some and not others. Like mm. uh, what would be a good example? hardware reviews i would say if i was a, if i was with corporate i wouldn't want to say here yeah. this trainer just came out and it's terrible yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know uh, yeah. there is yeah. there's a, a difference of content that works uh, and i think it is smart i mean it, that's it's like the holy grail of of online uh, companies that are that are doing anything online is to have a, a vibrant community around it and yeah you want to do everything you can to support that. I, I do like the name more. I like the double meaning of the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the, it. The, the idea that it's uh, yeah, you're getting like the it. inside look kind of like a Mac rumors thing. But yeah. You're, we're also, we ride inside. So yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's also definitely more clickbaity, Eric. I, I, you know, I don't think you should be worried about it. Uh, we should be worried about your traffic numbers. I think, uh, I think I'm all about the, I'm all about the clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, it's great to talk to you. Great to get the kind of inside on Swift Insider. It is an absolutely tremendous resource, and uh, good luck with the relaunch. Well, thank you, Simon. Keep up the good work with the Swiftcast too. <laughs> Sounds like we're scratching each other's backs on this, doesn't it? Really? <laughs> anyway, you know, I, I, people do appreciate uh, appreciate your work, Eric. Thanks very much for it. Thank you, Sam. Uh, well, good on Eric. He's done an absolutely terrific job with Swift Blog, and uh, great to see it go from strength to strength. I love the new name, actually. And we're going to stick with media for a bit, actually. I love a good parody account i think they're really 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 difficult to do but when they're done well they can be very 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 funny and a new um account popped up on social media just within the last week or so called zwift news network which is satire people by the way if you've seen it and are wondering it is satire and it is very funny actually here's, here's a couple of sample tweets Zwift are distraught upon learning London spectators actually cheering for Ryder behind her. Universe stunned as vegan Zwifter chooses not to include the word vegan in their screen name. Shane, fess up, it's you, isn't it? No, unfortunately <laughs> not. I don't have time to do this, but it's been pretty good. I've, I've gotten a few good belly laughs out of it. Let's just scotch one potential myth. Is it you? Oh, no, it's not me. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> Nobody got time for that. But um, it's very good and very creative. I've I've liked it so far. Um, but on your fake news, 
Like, uh, I, you said you love it, but you don't like fake news. And this is how fake news starts sometimes. <laughs> no, 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 so. there's a difference. No, 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 there's a difference. There's a definite, definite difference because Zwift News Network. It's is disclosure. Sat- is, is disclosure, exactly. Thank you, Shane. It's satire and it says, it yeah, says, yeah. It's, it says it's satire. Anyway. Now, now, up front, up front, though, Simon, it did not say it. It did not say it up front. I was actually like, hey, watch out, because Rift might be like, who are you and what are you doing? <laughs> like, But then, it, you know, it, it's, it's. I think it's become clear. I'm not sure if they put it in their info or not or whatever yeah, or somehow. They have put it in there. Okay. They have put it in there. Right. Anyway. People, listen, people should should make their own minds up. Um, it, it, it's worth having a look at it because apart from anything else, it's very funny. Now, there are zillions of clubs on Zwift. They're growing all the time, and I'm slowly <laughs> trying to work my way around, if not all of them, um, um, most of them. Uh, no, not most of them, some of them. Um, let's find out more about SAS, which is Sprint and Spin. They're an Australian-based club. And they run lots and lots and lots of regular rides. Uh, Born in Barnsley, Yorkshire, UK. Came to uh, Australia as a young kid. Like most kids, got a BMX bike. And the feeling on that BMX bike is the same feeling I get today as a 50-year-old. So I think that's why I cycle, is uh, that feeling of freedom. First half of my life, life, I was a carpenter and builder. I'm in management today. I work in still in the building industry, very high level. Um, and yeah, been very successful. That drive, it, it starts when you wake up and it doesn't end until you go to bed at night. So it doesn't matter whether you're a carpenter building a roof or whether you're a, a cyclist or whatever. The drive that made Colin successful in business underpinned his success in sport. Cycling, speed skating and soccer are activities where he's excelled. And now that competitive spirit has been applied to charity fundraising using cycling and channelled through his Swift club, SAS. We've evolved into an IRL club as well, so we're now entering um, a Children's Cancer Institute event called Endure for a Cure. And, and we're raising money. I was just reading something in the paper and it was explaining how children's cancer is different to adults' cancer because but with children, they don't drink and smoke and, and do what we do, so um, children's cancer is very different. And, and then, I, you know, I've got a daughter and, and obviously she's, you know, my absolute world. Imagine as a father how helpless you would feel if your kid got sick and there was nothing you could do about it. Dad's fix things. You know, that's what we do. We, we, we protect our family. You know, we fix stuff. And when you can't fix it, I just thought about it for a while and I thought, wow. You know, so the, the least we could do is, you know, if the kids were going to die, and, and a lot of them in the early days did, um, is make it, you know, better for them. So it's, it's actually, it's, it's really evolved into something quite amazing. This year, the SAS Club has raised 33,000 Australian dollars and the Real Life Ride, which Colin and other members were part of, raised an incredible 400,000 Australian dollars. You can find out more at spinandsprint.cc. But SAS do more than fundraising. Um, I stopped riding on the road. I think it was about 94. I actually saw a couple of guys were killed in, right in front of me and it really put me off. I rode home that day, I was obviously bawling, you know, I was in tears. I come home and I thought, I don't want to die doing the sport I love. I want to be here to continue doing it. And that's when I started racing on the track. And I, I really, I was quite good at it. When it comes to sprints, I've really got power. Cole's skill and fondness for sprints is part, but only part of the club's ethos. It does, however, inspire one of its most popular events, the Volkirin. It was basically a paced Kieran ride on the volcano. So I came up with this Vol-Kieran. It's a tra- traditional Kieran, which means we're doing laps, and if you get in front of the ride leader, you'll get disqualified. The best thing about it is that last lap. It, it, is, it is mental. It is like... And, and, and so this comment was actually made by Shane Miller. He's only ever joined us once, but he joined us... And he made a comment at the end, he said, that last lap was like a pressure cooker. When they see, you know, race begins now, go, go, go on the screen, you know, you can, you can literally see the board on the right-hand side just light up orange. When, when, you know, you, you see three, four, you know, two, two to three kilowatts, you see, see eight, nine, ten immediately. Uh, but it's got to a point now where it's that competitive, I actually can't keep up with them anymore. I set them off now and I, no matter what I do, I can't keep up with them. But it's not all about racing, SAS, spin, as well as sprint. We've got all levels, right from beginner, um, you know, never ridden a bike before, right up to 
you know, current A grade racing and winning at club, at club and national level. So, um, but with the beginners that, that join, this, we, we've noticed a pattern that it, it sort of lasts about four to six weeks. And after about six weeks, they're then in the main pack telling us this isn't that hard at all. Yeah. And that's, that's a great feeling for me personally because you're helping someone. They don't even know what they're achieving. And, you know, um, I've even had, had one of them lately saying, oh, this is too easy. Like many clubs on Zwift, SAS has its own culture and unique brand of humour, some of it inspired by that notorious last lap on the Kieran event. It, it, it pushes you to an absolute, you know, and then, and then of course this is where the red bucket joke came because it's like, you know, if you're racing with us tonight, bring your red bucket, um, you know, to, to throw up into when you're done. And my, my coach from the, from, the, uh, from the 80s, about 80, 83, 84, used to say, don't give up till you throw up. That was his, he used to say at every training session, don't give up till you throw up, you know, and um, yeah, I mean, when you're throwing up, you know that there's no more to give. SAS run events every single day. Look out for them on the Zwift events calendar. A bucket, red or otherwise, is not compulsory. I guess all in all, it's nice to see everyone help help someone else, you know, and we've all done it in cycling. I've you know, I'll, I'll turn 50 in February next year, and I've been doing this for over 40 years. I've been racing for 40 years, you know, and as I said in, in the beginning, the, the feeling I get today when I cross that finish line in first place is exactly the same as it was in 1976 on a BMX bike, and that's wonderful. Shane, I'm pleased to say I have never, ever been sick on a bike. I have felt sick on a bike, but it's usually a consequence of eating too many gels rather than trying too hard. Um, so, ever chundered me on a bike? I'm exactly the same. I've never thrown up on the bike. I'm not a chucker, except when I had a gel at the very last second at the start of a time trial. I, again, standard time trial, your warm-up's too late, you never get to the start line in time. I forgot to eat breakfast. Okay, down a gel, and within five minutes, that gel was on my skin suit. That's about it, though. That was more, I guess, trying to swallow rather than actually throwing up any <laughs> breakfast or any food. Um, I'm no, I'm good in that department. Good. I'm very never inside. Hear. Never inside. <laughs> Confirmed. Never inside. Pleased to hear it, um, Nathan. It's kind of part of the mythology of, of of going hard. Is is being sick on a bike. Um, I've never quite got it myself. Um, you. This is the oddest question. Have you ever puked? Hey, how's it going? You ever puked? <laughs> so, um, no. <laughs> so I, uh, I've never. No, I, I. It seems to be like riding a bike really hard actually settles my stomach. I don't know what's up with that. It just shuts all that off. Um, so, yeah. nope, never uh, had that issue. Um, so sorry. I guess. Yeah. No, no, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm very I, it's important that the world knows where the Zwiftcasters stand on this extremely important issue of whether or not you've ever vomited on a bicycle. Um, so glad to have cleared that one up. Uh, okay, a quick update. A quick update on the rocker plate feature, which I did on the last episode, which um, got lots and lots and lots of interest. Um, all of us were pretty much convinced that the principle, principle behind a lot of the DIY designs uh, we've been seeing all over the internet was a really, really good one. And all of us were pretty convinced that the trainer manufacturers would be looking at this, shall we say, with great interest. And uh, I said I'd uh, reach out, as we say these days, to trainer companies and try to find out what they were doing. And I did put a few calls in and uh, speak to a few people last week. And I can't say too much, but shall we just say that research and development departments at various trainer companies have been fairly humming around this area. And I think we are going to see quite a lot of action quite a lot of action any, any hints there simon do you have any hints i can just take some notes here <laughs> well what i might do is i might just i might Shane just looks like a worker uh, elf with that it's my christmas list it's my christmas list it's just beside me <laughs> Listen, that is it for this episode. Shane, what are you doing over the over the festive the festive the main festive days? What's on your plate? 
Uh, more Ks, more Ks, more Ks. Definitely not with his hat on. It is super hot here at the moment. Mm. So it's sunscreen, long Ks. And uh, look, I might sneak in a Zwift session every now and then. I've got equipment piling up here to uh, to ride and to talk about and to uh, break, I guess, and fix. But no, it's all, all fun and games here. No, and Christmas has come out. Looking forward to it and looking forward to seeing those numbers on Zwift rise up. Every morning I check, which is sort of morning time here is when everybody else in the Northern Hemisphere is online. And those mm. numbers are getting huge. Yeah. I haven't seen it crack five or 6,000 yet, I don't think. But I want to see that to 10,000. I want to see if the code on the Zwift mobile link goes to that extra digit. Let's see if it crashes, if it doesn't. That's yes. what I'm up to. Well, it's it's definitely it's definitely heading in that direction. Um, Nathan, Christmas for you. I'm imagining with with your kids and the size of your family, it's going to be pretty much family based. Yeah, we have at least three different Christmases this year, maybe more. A lot of wow. people traveling in. A lot of people mm. local. So, I mean, we have, you know, twenty eight grandchildren that I'm the Ooh. oldest of amongst uh, my grandparents who are still with wow. us. And then um, on top of that, we're all having kids. I mean, I'm the oldest and I have five. Um, so yeah, there's, I mean, we're pushing a pretty big tribe at this point. I'm super excited. <laughs> we actually rent out, we actually re usually rent out a hall for the, uh, the main Christmas on that side of the family and my mom's side actually. But yeah, so it's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, celebration, and uh, it's going to be great. Um, next up, also, we're doing lots of workout Wednesdays with ZCL. As far as that goes on, that's like one of the new things, new coaches uh, jumping on. So that's been really exciting. Yeah, good. Well, uh, the thing is, after Christmas, uh, there will be a big focus on workouts, as everybody, me included, struggles to to, to regain some of the fitness that you undoubtedly lose, not only over the festive period, but just this time of year in general, certainly in the in the northern hemisphere. Anyway, uh, that we have to mention the ten thousand calorie challenge as well. Everyone oh. uh, can work off the, uh, the oh, fruit yeah. cake I and the Christmas cake and all that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Shane, what is that actually? Because it's passed me by. Is it just ride like so much that you burn ten thousand calories? It's as simple as that. Yeah, I believe so. But I've gone the other way. I've been putting the 10,000 calories in before I've started the challenge. <laughs> I, I'm going, so I'm probably, to get oh, in a negative man. deficit, oh, it's going to be hard. But I think it's a really cool thing. It's just going to get people to be able to track their efforts throughout a few days. Yeah. Um, I think I'm at 2,500 calories. It's just another metric to track and to, yeah. it just dangles a little carrot in front. So I'm all for it, especially this time of year. That's genius. I love it. Love the idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah now we yeah. just need nope. the festive 500 indoors too. It is a good idea. Let's not talk about carrots because that makes me, that reminds me of what goes with carrots, which at this time of the year is like about 10,000 carrots on, on one plate, actually. Yeah. Car car carrots always come up when you throw up. We're back to the throw up thing. Yeah. Do we end on that? <laughs> Let's end on that. Let's end on that. Um, Shane, Nathan, thank I'm sorry, you very I'm sorry. Thank you very much indeed for uh, all your efforts over 2017 and we always enjoy these i think uh, and hopefully if we enjoy making them people enjoy listening to them a very 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 happy holidays happy christmas happy festive period to both of you and all of you all of your family thanks very much indeed for everything over 2017 see you in 2018 cheers guys it's been a pleasure everyone take care And that is that for this year. Thank you very much indeed to everybody who's listened to the podcast or contributed to it. I hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we've enjoyed making it. Happy holidays.